produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's <laughs> a big plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced people, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid trio, Kyla and Eric and myself, Mike. And Word. We have all survived the weather, haven't we? I think we've uh, all yeah. survived the merger. Oh my! Human Lord. sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> yeah, the merger is a whole other issue. Um, like I said, it is Mighty Marvel Geeks. Uh, check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net, um, where you find our affiliates, Loot Crate, Superhero Stuff, Redbubble, Fan Chest, Ripped Apparel, of course, Found Me, which are some great Bluetooth trackers. I just bought a new one and now have three. I bought another one. <laughs> Who'd you get? I bought Chewbacca to put on my, because with Wookie Radio and Weeby Geeks, we've got yeah. the code for Heroes and Villains. And they yeah. sent me a that if you check out heroesvillains.com or go to the one one of the other two homepages, webegeeks.net or wookieradio.net and click the heroes and villains mm-hmm. picture. There's right. a uh, I think maybe even in that picture there's that backpack, the indoor it's like an indoor commando backpack. They sent me that backpack. Oh, oh nice. So I I had a purple key, uh carabiner on my old you you see my purple carabiner that I had on my convention bag at celebration. Yeah. Well, it's going back on my convention bag because I found a black one. Gee, I wonder why I chose black. Well, one, because mm-hmm. I wear black at work. Two, it fits more of the camo theming. So I put all my my stuff on that carabiner, and then Chewbacca is now on it. So if I lose my backpack, I go searching for Chewbacca and find my backpack. So There you go. It's dangerous th- to go solo, take a Wookiee with you. That's it. Mm. So I want, I, want, <laughs> I want to theme the backpack. I wanted to get, I didn't want to put Phasma on it because that seems out of place. Oh, let's put in a, a First Order Imperial on a, a Rebel backpack. Yeah, no. So, but I still have Iron Man, which I haven't figured out where I'm going to put Iron Man. And I still have my Phasma. And as soon as Spider-Gwen becomes available, I'm getting that for my daughter. Then I'm going to let Melissa, my wife, pick one out and I'll get one for her. Unless she wants well, Phasma, then I'll give her Phasma. If so, the missus wants Phasma, the missus gets Phasma. Yep. She wants Iron Man, then I'll be upset. Our support. I'll be upset until I just go and get Cap America. That is. <laughs> uh, but 
No, check out Found Me, F O U N D M I dot com. They have restocked on some of their stuff. So you can get Black Panther, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, <coughs> along with the uh, Spider Man, Anti Venom, and a few others on the site. So they're coming back in stock slowly. Which means, nice. gonna, which means I'm going to be out some money soon getting Zoe Spider Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> they had a Captain Marvel. Oh Lord, I'll be all over. I'd be getting that too. So, um, but speaking of out some money, not no more with uh, with Disney. That money is gone and done. Yeah. Um, How much? As a matter of fact, uh, seventy like, billion. Yeah, originally it was like up to eighty something billion because of Comcast, and I think that came. I think they were able to convince it back down. I'm not sure. But $71, 74000000000 billion for the merger. So what, so what do we got to say about that? Welcome home. Mm-hmm. And what, you, your yes, question. Those are not the words I was going to, to, to use. But my words were more along the lines of holy fornication, Batman. There you go. Yeah, but that's DC. <laughs> and how long before before Disney owns DC, too? I doubt it because DC is uh, that's Warner AT- Brothers. That's AT and T and Time Warner, and if we go into that, that's definitely going to cause a monopoly issue. Yeah, that's true. But on the positive side, we'd finally get the Marvel versus DC series that we've been wanting. True. Well, here let's take a look at some of the things we're going to be getting now with the with the merger. Well, we already had. The Fox cart, the Fox Kids cartoon library that was already under Disney control, right? So right. the X Men cartoons were ours, but the diagram. Trying to get a good picture of this. Um. Okay. Universal Pictures owns she the right the movie rights to She Hulk. Did not know that. So that's Universal NBC. Uh, shared between Marvel and Universal is the leader, General Ross, Abomination, Betty Ross, and Hulk. So we could do Hulk and these characters in the MCU films. We just can't do the stand-up film. Okay. Now, Sony. Sony has Sandman, Carnage, Lizard, Silver Sable, Venom, Black Cat, Rhino, Kraken, Mysterio, Electro, Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, and Gwen Stacy. In the shared, we have Vulture, Spider-Man, Mary Jane, Ant-Man, Spider-Man, Peter Parker. So the first Spider-Man's Miles Morales, J. Jonah Jameson, and Shocker. Well, in this, I'm thinking Mysterio is now part of that shared. Yeah. Um, But you notice everything that's in the shared for Spider-Man. Right. We're in the Spider-Man video game for PlayStation. Oh, yeah. I mean, you didn't see Green Goblin. You didn't see Hobgoblin. Well, you did see Dr. Octopus, though. So and Black Cat and Silver Sable. Dad, I'm knocking my own argument out because 
Now, in, <laughs> now in this, we also have a separate circle with Kingpin, who is on that divide between the everything else and Sony Pictures. Whereas with Universal, you have Namor, who's inside the circle um, between Namor can be used in MCU, but can't be standalone and yeah. own, but standalone with Universal. Whereas Kingpin can be with us or with Sony. So everything else. Yes, we have talked about everything else. We already know the team that we have already. But let's bring in Power Pack. Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight. Oh. X-Men. Um... Moon Knight. Well, we knew Moon Knight. New Mutants. Yeah, yeah and people talk about X-Men, but we seem to forget about New Mutants. We do. Well, you know, the thing is, I I'm, I would love to see New Mutants, but I don't want to see whatever crap it was that they were planning on doing. Right. Now, you know, that means X-Force. Yep. Dude, I'd actually like to see X-Force done right. Yeah. And for no other reason, I want to see Cannonball. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Think about Cannonball, a live action version. Right. Would that, would that just not be, be seven great. shades awesome? Cannonball and Sunspot. Now, let's don't forget, as we already know, Howard the Duck is part of our. <laughs> of course. We can't forget, Mike. You won't let us. I w- d- d- you're right. Does. Does this mean that we might get a crossover between Howard the Duck and Darkwing? Maybe we could see who is the who is the greatest fighter between the two. Just saying. Well, the way that the way they've handled things now, it's Darkwing is an actor, not a. Which I'm not keen on that. What they made Darkwing and now. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, can, to heck with that. Can we just once see Gizmo Duck and Iron Man? Oh, that would oh. be awesome. With Iron Duck in there as well. But Dazzler's now under our control. All right. Can yeah. we potentially see Dazzler show up in Cloak and Dagger? Uh, I could see that. Because she is, she has light-based powers, but she's not. Yeah. Man-Thing is now MCU. That's okay. a deep cut. Uh, yeah, that is like pulling from the butt end of the character drawer. Yeah. If if I, I will be shocked. I'm just going to call it right here. I am going to be shocked if we ever see the man thing in the MCU. Yeah. Well, Deadpool can now appear in the MCU. Well, he was sort of ish anyway. I mean, they no, they, they was... allowed a hell car- they they allowed a helicarrier. That just made him ish. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's like saying we were allowed to have scroll in MCU, but we couldn't have super scroll until right. now. Oh man, oh super scroll. That makes the next Captain Marvel movie quite interesting. It really does because. Yeah. Considering what they did with the scrolls, you know, it's... I mean, if you think about it, we got Ego the the Living Planet, which was not our property, but in exchange, we gave Fox Negasonic Teenage Warhead. I consider that a a, a good trade. That was it. Yeah. But now we don't have to worry about trading. Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Now, you know, there was a fan theory going around when in the early seasons of Shield, when when Grant, uh, the Ward started to go bad. Mm-hmm. I thought Taskmaster. Like, yeah, I think he would have made a really good Taskmaster. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I would have rather have seen him go that way than the way they took him. 
Yeah. Man-Ape. Which was, it wasn't he in the Black Panther movie? That's right. He was. In Baku? Mm-hmm. But with the X-Men, that means, how about this for a end credit scene or a Blu-ray one-shot? Dupe. Uh, uh, okay. I, I have nothing to say. Uh, I'll see your dupe and raise you a Sauron. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I, I'll, I'll see I'll see your dupe and Sauron and raise you a fin, a fin fang foom. I would love to see a fin fang foom. Wouldn't we would have gotten that anyway with uh, Shang-Chi? Or no? Shang-Chi or Doctor Strange. Either or. I See, I think... I, I I would see Fin Fang Foom more with Doctor Strange before I I feel like seeing him with uh, Shang Chi or or was he or or did he come out as, as part of the Fantastic Four licensing, which the Fantastic Four is now back with the MCU. Right. Hmm. Okay. He was his first appearance was in Strange Tales number eighty nine from nineteen sixty one. So that make him Doctor Strange. Because that's where Strange came from, right? That's what I'm I'm looking here. Yeah, but then uh, Str- Str- Strange Tales was not it was not particular was not specifically Doctor Strange, right? Right, Strange Strange I don't think showed he didn't show up until like sixty seven, sixty eight, right? Yeah, I think so. Now with all of this, you know, with this character breakdown, the rights to Namor are tied up at Universal, but it's a messy legal. There's a lot of messy entanglements, making ownership of his rights not as clean or clear as the majority of the other characters, uh, as per Kevin Feige, as of 2018. Um, now, Universal retains the right to distribute a solo Hulk picture, prohibiting a follow-up solo film. Um, Universal previously did the Hulk with Eric Bana. And Marvel Studios' sophomore effort with Ed Norton, The Incredible Hulk, which was distributed by Universal. Um, and of course, we have She-Hulk and Leader, whose rights still fall under the Hulk banner, being claimed by Universal. Right. Now, um, comicbook.com does not get... Do they get the... Uh, here we go. Now, the rights for Spider-Man and villains are controlled by Sony, who allows the characters to exist and operate within the MCU through a multi-picture deal struck in 2015, and the ability to utilize Spider-Man in its two-part Avenger sequel. Now, because of that, this is where I think Mysterio needs to go into that group with uh, Vulture and whatnot. I believe Miles Morales, I always thought that was MCU control, Mm-hmm. Because it came after the whole deal and was part of that. Um, but I think there's some other characters that we could see, which we'll talk about here in a bit. Um, so, of course, Sony's thing is Sony's universe of Marvel characters. It is, is the already home to Venom and soon-to-be Morbius, played by Jared Leto. Yay. <laughs> so, um, the according to Hollywood Reporter, they're anticipating the earliest possible release date for the first X-Men movie produced by Disney is 2021. 
as as Marvel was legally prohibited from initiating development on any Fox control properties until the deal was officially closed Wednesday, March 20th. You can't tell me that there's not papers of just outlines of what would like to be done, which isn't development. It's just saying, eh, this is, this is wishful think, wishful thinking. Hmm. Right? I would think that well, would be cool to do. Well. I mean, it's that, that whole fan thing, which. Yeah. Okay. I got to bring this up because All right. uh, a good friend of mine um, who has his own comic company called Antis Comic, which stands for, and there it is. Um, need to find his post. It's, Tom, it's a gentleman by the name of Tom Hodges. Okay. And Tom did a fan casting for the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. All right. Um, and, oh, and according to comicbook.com, Deadpool reportedly the only X-Men franchise not to get rebooted after Disney purchase. Exactly. That, I, I read that. That, was- that should come as no surprise to anyone. Which I think is great. Um, so Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool is probably the best Marvel casting outside of the MCU. Now, Deadpool, oh, I totally agree. Deadpool would be easy to transfer into the MCU right now if you wanted to. So here's his casting, his fan casting for Fantastic Four. Mr. Fantastic, John Krasinski. I do not know who this person is. I think uh, I've seen this post. You're talking about like the uh, he was was he the guy that was in the office? Uh, I don't know. Uh, yes, he uh, was in the office. Yeah, the funny thing is, he was on the short list to be Steve Rogers Ooh. when they were casting Captain America. Okay. He was on the short list to be Steve Rogers, and he plays uh, Jack Ryan in the uh, the net the. Uh, Amazon series, okay. uh, Jack Nine, yeah. Uh, Invisible Woman, Emily Blunt. Okay. Human Torch, Zach Efron. All I right. Let's see that. The Thing, Tom Hanks. What? Oh, no, 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 no. That's crazy. Doctor Doom, Mads Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. Now, that I could see, but he's already... He, he's already uh, what's his name in, uh, oh, in, yeah, Doctor yeah. in Doctor Strange, so that'd be double dipping, right? Yeah. Which he which he criticized someone he he criticized. Uh, I hate to do this to you, Tom, but I, that might have slipped your mind because I know Tom. Someone else mentioned a different person to Tom, and he goes, "They wouldn't do that. That's double dipping." Uh, I think it was um, Whiplash. Uh, uh, bu- 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 um, I can see his name. Uh, Mickey also- Rourke. Yes, Mickey Rourke. Now, Silver Surfer, Doug Jones. Okay. And, huh? and Galactus, Brian Cranston. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. So, I put out there to you guys, let's fan cast our Fantastic Four. Mr. Fantastic, do you stay with, do you agree with the John Krasinski, or would you change it? You well, know, I, one of the characters that I actually liked from the Fox's Fantastic Four before this one, mm-hmm. Ian Grufford. 
I think mm-hmm. that's the way you pronounce his name. Yeah. I liked him. I liked him as Reed Richards. I don't know that I wouldn't go back to him. Okay. That's true. And now with him being a little older, he was still fit. Yeah. That older. Right. Um, trying to think who else I would potentially put in there. That, those two may be it. Um, just kind of running through. The only other per- only because I've seen him in a dramatic role, and I think he could potentially do it. What about Neil Patrick Harris? I actually no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Let's say Neil Patrick Harris. I can almost see that, but my problem with Neil Patrick Harris is that no matter what role he's in, he'll still be Doogie Howser. Yeah. Right. I mean, we. I watched Starship Troopers where he was in it along with Casper Van Diem. Oh, Casper Van Diem might work. Actually, that would be a better choice, Casper Van Diem. Yeah. But but the whole time that he was in that in those neo Nazi inspired uniforms, I was kind of like, it's Commissar Doogie, and that's yeah, I, yeah. I can't see him as anything else. But wait, let's, I, how about we, we all agree? Yeah, Casper Van Diem or or uh, the original Reed Richards. I would still go. I still go Grufford. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll go Grufford. Yeah, now, and he w- he was also in the uh, the ABC series. I think it was Forever. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was it was a guy who, who was you know Doctor Henry Morgan. He always died and then he woke up in water. Yeah. He's basically immortal. Every time he died, he would wake up in water and naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's stay with him. Let's go back to him. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he was perfect. Invisible Woman. I say Amelia Clark. I could still see Emily Blunt, though. Mm. Just double checking. I don't know how she'd look as a blonde. Right. Um, Google her real quick. You'll see a lot of pictures of her as a blonde. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking. I don't know. She's kind of she's getting kind of I don't want to say she's too old for the role. I mean, cause is it Sue a little younger? Is she a bit yeah. younger than Reed? Yeah. Yeah, I mean Emily Blunt is thirty six years old. Okay, well, I mean, if you if you do it, I you know what? If you put if if we if we're putting this, you know, where they're already established, you no know, scientists, so to speak. I think I, I I would be okay with that. Well, you know what? If we're going Ian Gruffin, he's forty five. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah. I mean, if we're going to go with him, then Emily Blunt would be fine. Yeah. I I I think Amelia Clark would too. I mean, look how she held her own in Solo. Look how she yeah. holds her own in Game of Thrones. True. I, I mean, she's a natural blonde. I, I think she could be a good fit. Um, I I don't know. Uh, who else would we put there? Uh, I I you know what I who, can't who, honestly. Who who played Quinn, Gwen Stacy in the Andrew Garfield movies? Uh, let's see, Gwen Stacy, Andrew Garfield. All right, Emma Stone was it? Yeah, yeah. Emma Stone. Oh yeah, that's one I was thinking. Yeah, you know what, Emma, I like Emma Stone. So a three-way tie between Blunt, Clark, and Stone. Yeah, sure. Almost sounds like a '70s rock band. Mm-hmm. It does, doesn't it? Um. Okay, so we go back to Human Torch. Did well, he said you said uh, Tom he said, said Zac Efron. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to throw out a name I think could work pretty well. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Hmm. I can see that. Freddie Highmore. Possibly. Um, From Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and The Good Doctor? 
Okay. okay. Kinda, yeah. Uh, uh, how about, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Um, how about Chris Evans? <laughs> that's a screwy idea. No one in their right mind would cast Chris Evans as a human torch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just crazy talk. So no, I I can see I see I can see Garfield. I can see Freddie Highmore. How about Alex Pettifer? Oh, I'm not familiar with him. He played Alex Ryder in um in the movie Storm uh, Stormbreaker. I haven't seen that. Uh, hold on. Let's see. He's 28 years old. I could see this. He was in Magic Mike. I am number four. Yeah, that's where I heard the name from. Okay. Yeah, I could see him. I could see him. Okay. So mm-hmm. we have three. We have three there. Right. Um, I lost my list. Oh, the thing. Oh, the thing. Gary Sneaks. All right. I. You know what? I got one, and it, it's gonna blow it. It's gonna blow you guys right out of the water. But a buddy of mine suggested this, and the way he explained it, I thought it was genius. Terry Crews. No. 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 Dude, you did not just steal my choice. (laughs) What? (laughs) I I am not kidding. Straight up. I was just, I was going to say Terry Crews. Oh, dude. (laughs) Yeah, my my buddy came up with this whole headcanon like... In, in in this particular story, uh, Ben's grandmother was a huge Sammy Davis Jr. fan, so she converts she she converts to Judaism, and and so that's kind of like what happens to his family. That's how he is Jewish because his grandmother had converted. Yeah, dude, I I can't believe you and oh man. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. Um, my son has been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. On, oh, I love that show. And so, you know, he said, you know, that's, well, that's Terry Crews. I go, the former bodybuilder? He goes, former football yeah. player. And former football player. I was kind of like, and I, he, the guy's got the great voice for it and the great attitude for it. He does. Right. He does. Well, with. You know, Tom brings up this concern about the character as well. When you're casting a character like Ben Grimm slash The Thing, you cannot cast for The Thing. You cast for, for Ben Grimm. He's a pilot right. astronaut. Think Neil Armstrong, not Dwayne Johnson. I get that, but I think Terry Crews kind of has that Ben Grimm personality. Right. I mean, he's, he's a little bit – all right, Ben was – just always seemed to me to be a little bit more larger than life, rough right, and yeah. tough, blue I mean, collar kind of guy. I mean, I understand Ben Grimm was a football player when they met, when he and Reed met in college. Right. But um, now I'm I'm still kind of thinking Gary Sneese. Gary Sneese could really? have been quarterback, wide receiver. Okay, nobody can mention Gary Sneese without me thinking of Tom Hanks. <laughs> it's just where Tom went with his thing choice was Tom Hanks. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan going to fly this rocket up here into the negative zone, and he's going to get bombarded with that atomic radiation, and and now he's just all going to be rocky looking. Well, when we send him up there, he can. We'll send him up with some shrimp gumbo, shrimp shrimp etouffee, shrimp cakes, shrimp grits. Okay, okay. Now, <laughs> now you just going bubba. <laughs> um. Doctor Doom. 
Mads Mikkelsen was. What about the guy who played Krennic in Rogue One? Ooh. Uh, let me let me look at who who that guy was. Oh uh, uh, no, not Mackay Pfeiffer. No, no. Because Mads uh, Mikkelsen ben played Mendelsen. Ben Mendelsohn. Mendelsohn. Because Mads uh, Mikkelsen played uh, Jen's father. Yeah, that, uh, I can see that working. Um, I, I, you know what? I got one. I, I got one that's a little bit outside. And the only reason why I'm thinking this is because I saw him on a recent episode of Arrow, and I, I liked what I saw. Adrian, oh gosh, what's his last name? The guy that was in Highlander series. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, snap. Okay. Adrian, um, hold on. It's not Adrian it's Lambert. Not, so it's not Adrian Lambert, no. No, because uh, that was um, Lambert was uh, the first, the guy in the first one. His yeah. uh, Christopher Lambert, that was Christopher him. Christopher Lambert, yeah. Yeah, that was him in the movie. Yeah, he would make a good one. All right, um, here's one. Adrian Paul. Adrian Paul, yes. Yeah. So Paul and Mendelssohn. All right, so there's one the one guy that I was originally going to think of was Jonathan Rhys Myers. Oh, he was a he's a little bit too young, but uh, no, no, no. He'd be 40. Let's see. He's he'd be 42 in July. So, yeah, he could do that. I'm going to stand by that. Oh. Jonathan Rhys Myers and the reason and, and I know him from watching the Tudors on Netflix. Oh, uh, yeah. He was the one that played Henry the Eighth. Okay, how about this one? And I could say he could go for either Dr. Doom or Silver Surfer, Chris Pine. I would want him for Silver Surfer. Yeah. Okay, then let's go ahead and jump for Silver Surfer. Who else? If anyone else. And see, the thing that's great about this is we don't have, we haven't found one that's, boom, yes, that's it. Except okay, this one is moment. a little bit, this one's a little bit double dipping, but not really. How about Andy Serkis? Uh, and I and I say that because Silver Surfer is pretty much going to have to be a motion capture or CGI character. Use Circus right? for the motion capture since he is king of mo of mocap. Have him mm -hmm. as the have him as the body form, but Chris Pine as your voice. I don't know. I could see him doing the voice as well. See, I'd be afraid of the double but, dip. Yeah, that might be a little bit too much double dipping, and I, I acknowledge that. Let, let um, him let him mocap. But I I, I kind of like the Chris Pine. Well, if we're going to do mocap, whoever does the mocap needs to do the voice too, just just to keep things simple, right? Well, because because here's what happened: they Lucasfilm had a similar idea with Anthony Daniels. You know, they were they used him in the C-3PO outfit, but they were going to dub somebody else's voice on top of him and they could not get a good fit. So they just used him. OK, but I'll argue that with David Prowse, James Earl Jones, Darth Vader. I understand that. And I say uh, occasionally it can work. Mm -hmm. But those two, it, James Earl Jones's voice matched David Prowse's motions a whole lot better. Right. Right. I don't I don't see why again, Circus is the king of of mocap. I don't right. see why if Pine records everything ahead of time and it's played back to him, why he couldn't match up to Chris Pine. Just for production and then Chris Pine goes back in and redoes in ADR, the final final dialogue. 
Okay, here's a thought, and he may be a little too old for this role. Mm-hmm. John Rhys-Davies. Doom, yes. Silver Surfer, I don't think so. Doom, that's what I was actually thinking. Yeah. Yeah. For good. I've always I've always envisioned Doom to be older anyway. Not the same yeah. age as Reed. Even though, yes, I uh, realized uh, there was that connection, but I always figured he was older than Reed, that he was more of a professor to Reed than he was yeah. college classmates. Well, that right. being the case, I think he would make. I think he would make the best Doom out there. Okay, just because, and he can do. He's got the voice, right? Because Doom is going to have to have a voice, right? I mean, Doom is going to have to have your James Earl Jones style voice, but because he can project. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, and he can do. His voice sounds more. Well, it's a thicker accent. Well, you know, if we're talking about voices, do you guys did you either of you watch the um, the Knight Rider reboot from? Uh, know, unfortunately, tried not to. Do you, well, do, do you remember the voice of Kit? No, not really. It was, it was like the ri- no, 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 uh, not not in the, the original one. Yeah, the original one. In, in the reboot, it was Val Kilmer. It had a really deep, but it was sort of like it was deepened. I don't okay. know. I would just, I was just picture. No. I don't know. I pictured his voice being slightly synthesized, but yeah. very, still very uh, menacing. You know, that's, yeah. that's an interesting choice. Could you see Kilmer as Doom? Oh, yes. Oh, you know what? I think I like Kilmer's Doom better. He he would need to lose some weight, apparent from some of the pictures that I've seen lately. Mm-hmm. Now, the the other thing outside of Chris Pine, and Kylan's going to hate me for this. I do could, not do not say that name. Do, are you serious? For the body, but overdub overdub the voice. Put in the, put for the for the body or the inspiration for the look. Channing Tatum. Uh-huh. Keep his mouth shut. Mm. Replace the voice. Mm. But, uh, look, you but know what? look wise, Wait, no, if we Channing want a surfer Tatum. body, if we want a surfer body, won't we go with say Matthew McConaughey? Do you really want the Silver Surfer to show up on Earth going, all right, all right, all right? Well, he, he doesn't have to say it. He just, I, 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 I don't know. Okay. I, I, I don't well, know. If, you, if you want to do that, what about Patrick Swayze's son? Hmm. Who looks a lot like his dad. And Patrick looked pretty decent on a surfboard with point break. He did. Huh? Yeah. He, yeah. But uh, to get to the last one, Galactus, I think this is where Tom nailed it. I don't think there's any other option. Brian Cranston. Yeah. Unless you wanted John Reese davies for that. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, okay, so Cranston was the voice of Zordon in um, the Power Rangers movie from a couple of years ago. Well, no, or it might was, have been last was, year. He was also in the TV. He was the voice of Zordon in the TV series, too. Was he? Yeah. Well, see, I so see. I like. I, I I felt like you know, especially the way they they did with his vo- what they did with his voice in um, the most recent movie. Uh, that's Galactus like. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now, there are several upcoming films with the Fox Disney merger. Uh, obviously, we know the the Marvel ones that are coming with Endgame and. Um, and uh, Far From Home. We also know Dark Phoenix from from Pixar. But Entertainment Weekly came up with a list, and they still have 
New Mutants coming out in August. I thought that would have pretty much been scrapped. I, and it's well, not and it's not coming to theaters, but most likely going to to Hulu. Right. That's what I heard. Now, after that, uh well what do we have coming? Um Kingsman, the great game that brings Kingsman back to Marvel. Awesome. So could they potentially bring Kingsman into the MCU? Well, technically it's not part of the MCU. No, it's not. No. If they really wanted to, they could work one in, work a crossover in. The shield. (laughs) Yeah. Now they, they still list Gambit for, for next year. It's like, I have been scrapped. Um, untitled Marvel movie for May 1st, 2020. Untitled Marvel movie June 26, 2020 from on Fox side. Uh, untitled movie October 2020 from on the Fox side. Uh, untitled Marvel movie on Disney side November 2020. That's just coming through. That's just through 2020. I'm not going to go beyond because they take this all the way out to like 2025. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that anything after next year is going to be re realigned right. and reimagined. Right. And yeah. So, um, so like I said, yeah, Dark Phoenix this year mm-hmm. coming out in the summer. Uh, I'm curious to know just what are they going to do? Uh, I I think I think we're going. I think Dark Phoenix is going to be out. Uh, you know they they, you know the, the they're they're releasing that. We know it's going to be a dumpster fire, but yeah. I feel like they're scrapping they're scrapping everything else because we all know that the next X movie to come out from this is going to be a reboot. It's going to be a, a complete rework, a reboot. Right. Uh. Yeah, I, I just well. Here, yeah, here's, no. here's the funny thing. There's a Fox executive saying that the merger is hurting X Men Dark Phoenix. Okay, now yes, and the 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 article that I'm ashamed to admit I'm reading this is from Heroic Hollywood. So uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, but I, I've I've seen this as well. But they're sourcing Vanity Fair, which is where I remember seeing the story first. Okay. So what they're saying is the uncertainty, the fact that, well, they neither Fox nor Disney can really talk about the deal until it's finalized. Well, it's finalized. Well, yeah, but this was this article came out before that happened. Right. Uh, back on, let's see, Saturday, I think it was this past Saturday, March 16th. Yeah. Yep. So. They're saying, quote, we know when we're dropping a trailer, but we are nowhere near where we should be at this time. It's frightening. I would be mad if I were a filmmaker. And another one said uh, they didn't know if they would even have a job after the film releases. He says, quote, what's not normal is the elephant in the room, which is that most people there are not going to be the people that are still in the job when the movie opens. And a uh, Fox marketing executive rounded up their statement saying that all in all, no one is telling them anything about their future. He says, quote, nobody has come around and said this is what's going on. Why can't they just tell us that there is no place for us? Why can't they let anyone know we are not leaving because we didn't make money for the company or we did a bad job? We're leaving because of pure capitalism. Oh, that's rich. So you're socialist now? Feel the burn, 2020. I, this is – yes, they are – yes, this is their livelihood they're talking about. 
But the thing is, at this time that this article came out, they couldn't talk. No. Now, uh, since that's come out, like say uh, just earlier today, we are recording on Thursday evening, uh, March 21st. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter is saying that layoffs have already begun at 20th Century Fox, and senior leadership in marketing and distribution is being hit hard. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, longtime 20th Century Fox film president of domestic distribution, Chris Aronson, he was informed uh, this morning that he will not be joining Disney. I mean, he's basically been given two months' notice. Uh, president of Worldwide Marketing, uh, co-president of marketing, and chief content officer, they they were told that they were being let go. And I'll be honest with you, none of this should ever come as any surprise. No, no. it shouldn't. Because it, it, this is something that these people should have seen on the wall from the get-go. Because right. Disney does not need Fox's help marketing. No. Mm-mm. I no. mean – so anything, you're redundant at that point. Yeah. Well, at this point in time, this, this should be uh, – this is still should be under Fox's marketing. Whatever's been laid – whatever's been laid to the rails, at this point in time, Disney's going to let carry through. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, but these executives that says the merger is hurting X-Men Dark Phoenix, I don't think has watched the movie. No. Because I, I hate – I mean I hate to say this because it sounds ugly, but that's okay. This is the 21st century. The X-Men Dark Phoenix movie is the X-Men movie that no one ever wanted. It's, I, it's I, already I, been done. See, here's the thing. Everybody knows that the X-Men are getting rebooted. Yep. This, this movie is like the last football player chosen in the NFL draft. You know what they call that guy? They call him Mr. Irrelevant. This is the movie Irrelevant because nothing of what goes on here is going to last. We all know because, I mean, the X-Men franchise is not the franchise it once was. No. <sighs> And I, I feel bad saying that because I know there's a lot of people that put a lot of time and effort and heart into these movies. But the Fox universe is not the MCU. No, it's not. It's This is this is kind of like your basketball team made it to the NIT and not the NCAA tournament. <laughs> That's a good one, man. It, that just in the March Madness of the movies, MCU, right. MCU is a field of 64, the Fox and, and really even to a large extent, the, the Sony universes are in IT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those things where the merger. OK, they in, in a way, they're right. The Disney, the Disney Fox merger is hurting X-Men Dark Phoenix but not in the way they're saying. It's hurting it in the fact that people don't care about this movie now. Right. They're just like, okay, whatever, you put a movie out, let's just go ahead and fast forward to the reboot. Yep. Exactly. I mean, the the reality is, I mean, Disney did their research, obviously. They they knew they knew that that really nobody wanted this movie. They just right. didn't. Right. And it it was it was bad news. From the start, I I don't know. I just don't. I don't think I. The movie isn't doing itself any favors, and the merger to me is just incidental. It's almost like it's almost like this movie was a lot like the 1994 Fantastic Four movie. It's really there just to keep the franchise rights. Right. 
Well, only because of where we're at time-wise. Um, Kylan, why don't you jump ahead to what may be coming to Disney Plus? Oh, well, you know, uh, what? What maybe? You no, know, I'm excited about that because I uh, we should be expecting word from that very soon. Come to think of it, well, Disney Plus coming. I mean, so yeah, but what if? Oh yeah. Believe it or not, the classic series that we all loved growing up and the classic series that enjoyed a, an awesome return a few months ago is getting an animated series. Yes, What If is getting an animated series on Disney+. Plus. Um, I, I, you know what? When I first heard this, I think I lost my mind, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> – because <laughs> I mean, the thing is, we uh, we we've we've referenced what if on here before. Because there's yeah. been some stuff that was a what if comic that eventually became canon. I guess it was the only way I could describe it. Uh, so yeah, so so yeah, so you know, things like uh, issue forty seven. What if Loki had found the hammer of Thor? Uh, we could see that live action uh, or well uh, due to uh, the character recently returning. And although we're getting this in a comic now, what if Conan lived in modern times? You know, mm-hmm. oh, or what if the original Marvel bullpen had become the Fantastic Four? <laughs> so, you know, any other things, there are some deep cuts in there, you know, um, uh, one of the ones about yeah, but the, the great what if that never existed that made the greatest meme, which could now exist? What if Rick James was the Hulk? I want <laughs> I really do. Uh, so, see, here's what we have. I mean, there's this whole – so here is uh, – and I'll just give you a few of these because uh, they gave a whole list of these. We have what if Captain America hadn't vanished during World War II? Uh, what if Spider-Man didn't become a crime fighter? What if Thanos joined the Avengers? What if Captain America was found in 1983? The thing is, we kind of get a version of that uh, in, well, by the time we get to the end of Captain America, First Avenger. Uh, what if Daredevil had become an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? And in one storyline, he does. Uh what if the world knew Daredevil is blind? What if J. Jonah Jameson adopted Spider-Man? See, but here, here's the great thing with this. This now becomes Marvel's amazing stories. It really does. It really does. I, you know, um, I, I picked up uh, pretty much all of the what ifs that they uh, from the true believers line when um, they were getting ready to uh, reboot the what if series. And one of the ones that they did was what if the Fantastic Four uh, did, never got their powers. And then that that one's a really good one because basically they made them like pulp uh, science heroes. It was fun. You know, um, I. Or here's one. What if the Hulk always has Bruce Banner's brain that eventually became canon? Yeah, it eventually became Professor Hulk. Yep. So, well, unfortunately, time-wise, and I know the one story Eric wants to cover, we're going to cover quickly as a final thought at the end. So I didn't want to forget about him. Um, But it is time for Picks of the Week. 
And since I got the MU pick this week, uh, I'll start us off. And I'm starting us off with a big collection. Sergeant Fury Epic Collection trade paperback, The Howling Commandos. As if looking at this list, no one saw that one coming. <laughs> well, the ghost is back. As Tony Stark struggles with the ramifications of the armor wars, he must convince the world there's a new Iron Man. What a better way to boost Shellhead's popularity than stop a nuclear satellite from crashing to Earth. Spider-Man helps out against the against Radioactive Man as Steve Rogers and Ant- by, Ant-Man drop by. Now I'm trying to think, what does this have to do with the Howling Commandos? It doesn't. <laughs> Somebody met. All right. Let me switch mine. My first pick's actually going to be Star Wars Dr. Afford number 30 so I can find the actual write-up. Um, the Worst Amongst Equals Part 5, wherein public relations disaster. Dr. Afford's race across an alien city continues, pursued by innumerable enemies, not at least the Empire's villainous propaganda division. But with the timer ticking down on the bomb in her throat, the truest horror may come from some unscheduled soul-searching. Could it be that her psychotic droid companion, Triple Zero, is the closest thing she has or deserves to a soulmate? Robot love. I mean, droid love. (laughs) So, um, Colin, how about you take the next pick in our first of the week? Uh, my first pick is Black Panther number 10, brought to us by Tanahisi Coates, Kev Walker, Daniel Okuna, and Paolo Rivera. The Intergalactic Empire of Wakanda, The Gathering of My Name, Part 4. T'Challa journeys to the place where Najaka's rise began, the homeworld of the, be- of the between. But what he learns there will lead him to question the rebellion's very foundation. Will Bass Champion ever be fully restored? Okay. So, Eric, your first pick of the week. My first pick of the week is Star Wars Vader Dark Visions number 2 by Dennis Hopeless, Brian Level, and Greg Smallwood. The Cost of Failure. To command an Imperial destroyer is a coveted position, but with such great responsibility comes grave consequences if you fail your mission. How far will one officer go to spare himself from the judgment of Darth Vader? Interesting. Well, my second pick of the week is Amazing Spider-Man number 18, Haunted. Part 2. Craven's plan begins to unfold in Central Park. He lets the prey loose and the hunt begins. But Craven isn't the only hunter this time. Who is Spider-Man? Who has Spider-Man in their crosshairs? So, Kylan, your second pick. Uh, my second pick is Daredevil number 3, brought to us by Chip Zdarsky, Marco Cicchetto, and Julian Titino de Tesco. And... Uh, it doesn't give me anything. This one got paid by the word. <laughs> so we'll find out what, what, what it's about on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Eric, your second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is Doctor Strange number 12 by Mark Wade, Barry Kitson, and Greg Land. After the incredible number 400, Doc is finally face-to-face with the man who controls Earth's magic. What chance does Strange have against a foe who can literally turn Strange's spells off? Okay, well, I'm going back to for my final pick, um, and it's not the right write-up for it, so I'm going to say there is none, but my final pick is Sergeant Fury, Epic Collection, The Howling Commandos. It's, I mean, I'm looking on Marvel's site, and they have nothing listed for next week. 
on on theirs and where we normally source all this uh there's nothing there's no list no love just the intern took three calls apparently so hence why we have gone searching other places for for books so um so kylan your final pick of the week black widow number three uh brought to us by jen soska flaviano clayton crane and sylvia soska villains villains everywhere the mysterious self-proclaimed Prince of Madripoor is throwing a party, and the guest list is filled with a who's who of villains. Black Widow is looking to crash that party hard. That is, if she can escape the deadly clutches of Madame Mask. Okay. And Eric, your final pick of the week. My final pick. I can never pass these things up. It is Color Your Own Avengers 2 Trade Paperback. Ooh. Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Uh, yeah, Earth's brightest heroes are back in black and white, waiting for you to assemble their colorful costumes. All your favorites are in need of your pens, pencils, and crayons, or photoshops. Whether it's the red, white, and blues of Captain America, the green skin of the Hulk, or the golden Avenger himself, Iron Man. Can you hit the target and stay in the lines like Hawkeye? Are you worthy to wield the right hue for Thor's Uru Hammer Mjolnir? Will you address the red in Black Widow's Ledger? Plus, Scarlet Witch, a vision in green, and more boldly clad adventurers. Don't forget the detailed backgrounds like Black Panther's home nation of Wakanda or the intergalactic stomping ground of Captain Marvel. But save a few of your darker shades for villains like Loki, Ultron, and Thanos. Go to war on artwork by Marvel Comics greats. Your choices are infinite. Okay. Well, I've got the MU pick for this week. And my pick to coincide with um, with the merger is and another story we had. What if Avengers vs. <laughs> X-Men number one from 2013? The biggest event of 2012 is now the biggest miniseries of 2013. We all know what happened to the Avengers and the X-Men, but what if the story had gone differently? The one and only Jimmy Pomeliotti brings his signature style to a mind-blowing reinterpretation of a key event in the history of the Marvel Universe, featuring Magneto, Hope, and every Avenger and X-Men you can imagine. So, um, want to double-check, make sure. Yeah, this is, uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice. Jimmy Palmiotti's a good a good artist. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's a good writer as well. And his wife, Amanda Connor, is a heck of an artist. So, um so Eric, why don't you hit us up real quick with this final thought? Okay, final thought is uh an article on superhero hype saying Spider-Man Far From Home Lego sets may have confirmed its villains. And I won't go into very much detail, but the set's names are Molten Man Battle and Hydro Man Attack. Oh. Which which we saw in the trailer. I think we saw Hydro Man at one point. I thought we did, too. So that not so much of a spoiler because, well, we kind of called it. But yeah. uh, but Molten Man, I don't think I I don't think I thought of him because that uh, that's a deep cut. That is a deep cut. So uh, it indicates that these two elementals will pop up at some point in the film, but you can't tell from the pictures or the information if they align with Mysterio or if they have their own quote unquote dastardly plans in mind. Hmm. Very true. 
So there you go. Looks like we got Molten Man and Hydro Man, and something tells me that Spider-Man is going to put uh, put the two of them against each other at some point. Yeah, quite possibly. I wonder if there's going to be any shield tech involved, you know, considering, you know, Nick is out there somewhere. Well, yeah, Nick is out there. There's going to be some shield tech. I'm just I, I don't think that's a reach. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this means anything, but apparently Disney has shut down Fox 2000 film studio, which uh, the Fox 2000 label is getting scrapped. But I, I don't. OK. I'm not sure what movies were in this. I never heard of it, but that doesn't mean anything. This is true. Yeah, and we're going to see a lot of this stuff oh, yeah. over the next few weeks. It's just like with the, the marketing and, and distribution uh, execs being let go, you knew that was going to have to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. It, shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, and you'll see stuff being being canned, like the studios and and a bunch of projects. I'm sure. Right. Oh yeah. So it's it, you see this kind of stuff every time one company acquires another. Yep. Yep. Well, any other final thoughts? Mm, no. Clinger is now a Disney princess. <laughs> Who? Clinger from Mash. Yeah, that's true. Well, so is Ripley. So is Doctor Frankenfurter. No, he's a queen. <laughs> Okay, I'll give yeah, you that. He, I'll give you that. He would definitely correct you on that one. <laughs> give you that one. Could we see that cast crossover into the MCU? And a Deadpool comic. <laughs> uh, that would be I, great. I would love to see Tim Curry in the MCU somewhere. Yes. I doubt we will see that, but I would love to see that. I wouldn't mind seeing Laverne Cox. I know she did the TV rendition of Rocky Horror Picture Show. I wouldn't mind seeing her as Frankenfurter walking in the background and maybe do a quick shout of Deadpool, woohoo, or Wade, yoo-hoo, and then keep on walking in Frankenfurter garb. Hmm. Th- that could be interesting. Oh, I totally agree. So, well, on that note, if there's no other final thoughts... There's only one thing left to be said. Thursday, if you would, please. Working on a secret project, are we, sir? Uh, not that I'm aware of, you guys? Uh, no, I mean, nope. I got, I'm doing some upgrades to the Hellabus, but I don't think that's secret. Okay, well then, uh, sorry Thursday, but No. Okay, the merger, finally done. Yes. Man, you know, go ahead. I was going to say, can we just now say, okay, let's move along? Well, I don't know, now now we get to play what if with everything. Yeah, yeah, we do.